0: Hello everyone, I am Blaine Gilmer, welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. That is Jed May, my co-host there with me, and uh, we won't have Trent Smallwood with us tonight, he's a little bit under the weather, but Jed, it's uh, fresh off of G-Day, there's a lot going on here uh, in terms of the world of recruiting, in terms of the team coverage, you can find it all at UGA Sports, you and Dash and Roddy and myself, everybody, we've been uh, been pretty busy the last couple of days. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, you know, the
1: Rivals uh, camp in Atlanta was yesterday, so uh, myself and Trent and Roddy were out there for that, and I uh, got a little sunburned somehow because uh, when you're pale, Wayne, you can uh, get sunburned even when the sun's not out. So, um, learned that the hard way yesterday. But, no, there's a lot going on. Georgia is, of course, you know, in it with, with all these top prospects. There was a bunch in town for G-Day, so, um, you know, we had – you had a reaction from number one prospect in 24, Dylan Riola, on the spring game. Um, I interviewed the number one 25 kid in Elijah Griffin, and there's a guy in Jakeem Stewart who very well could end up the number one guy or at least the top five guy in 2026 that was in town as well. So uh, talent all over the place uh, in, in Athens and Atlanta this week.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Uh, and just kind of right off the top, uh, we'll address the Landon Thomas decommitment here in just a minute but uh i know that you put some notes and things together about the the rivals camp you and and trent and roddy all were down there and saw it but uh any any just glaring observations right off the top from that camp or or people that you talked to that need to need to point out
1: you know as far as interviews I was kind of making it a habit yesterday to ask guys, you know, when you think of Georgia, what's the one thing that came to mind? And just about every kid said some version of winning championships, something like that. And it's it, it makes sense, right, when you've got um, back-to-back national championships. But, you know, the, the, some of the national guys, um, since I was free, since I'm the one doing all the rankings, they're free to do other stuff. And they um, were, were, were surveying guys about – has Georgia surpassed Alabama? And I, I don't know what the results of that survey uh, were, but w- and someone asked Jakeem Stewart that question, and his response was, this is Georgia's generation. So that just shows you where Georgia's at in terms of of the, the perception along a lot of these guys. As, as far as on-field stuff, um, Walt Clair Flynn looked great. He always does at these camps. He, he told us again that the Georgia interest is picking up. Confirmed a couple of official visits. Deontre Robinson uh, from Mississippi is taking an official visit this summer. That'll actually be his first visit to Athens. So, a defensive lineman there. Another defensive lineman, Marcus Downs, taking an official visit to Georgia. Um, and then you look. We looked at some younger guys. Gus Ritchie, a defensive lineman from North Carolina, uh, said Georgia interest is picking up. Peyton Zachary, a receiver, twenty six receiver from the state of Georgia, had some good plays yesterday. So, uh, and then I, I, I think the guy. You look at Juan Gaston, who is 6'8", six eight, like three hundred and thirty pounds, and he told us that Stacy Serios has told him he's got first round pick potential. So uh, it was it was a lot of interest. There was there was some were some no shows, uh, which which always happens at these camps. But uh, there were a lot of guys that stole the show. I mean, if Trent was here, he would tell you there was a linebacker there, uh, Christopher Jackson from Mississippi, who no one really knew, and then he was he was the best overall player at the camp. He was excelled on every drill. He actually visited Georgia last weekend with a, a seven on seven team or something. So uh, look for, for, I don't know if, if Georgia would, will get involved there or or whatever, but uh, that, that young man looked fantastic. So a uh, good, good day yesterday. And, um you know, a good chance to to see and talk to a lot of the guys, Georgia, Georgia is after.
0: No, it's always good to, to kind of see some of those guys compete and, and get to go against some other really talented guys. So, Uh, Now let's get to kind of the news of today. You see it scrolling across the bottom, Landon Thomas decommits um, from from Georgia today. Uh, He flips back to Florida State. Remember, from April of 2021 through October of 2021, he was originally committed to Florida State, decommits, and then in June of 2022, Thomas committed to Georgia He's been, of course, committed until today when he made his flip back to Florida State. Um, Jed, this, there's been some, you know, some whispers about this. He's been taking visits down to Florida State quite frequently for a while now. So I don't think it's a, a shocking uh, development here. But nevertheless, when you, uh, you know, lose the guy that's considered the number one tight end in the class, it's going to sting a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think one, you can't rule Todd Hartley out completely when it's all said and done over maybe flipping him again who knows but uh it, that would seem unlikely at this point but what is just your reaction to the Landon Thomas flip to Florida State
1: yeah it, it seemed like Florida State has been the one school that might could could pry Thomas out of Athens and and when you think about it you know speaking with some some people down there i hadn't thought of it this way but you know, yeah, Georgia's the in-state school, but, but Athens is also about twice as far from Moultrie as as Tallahassee, because Tallahassee's about an hour and a half. So, um, Mike Norvell's, obviously, they've got plenty of momentum down there. They've had good success recruiting uh, the southern part of Georgia, obviously, with Cam Davis committed as well. So, yeah. Um, not not shocking. And, and you look at the number of guy the number of tight ends Georgia is starting to get involved with in twenty four, whether it's Caleb Odom, who they recently offered, Amir Jackson, Colton Heinrich, Blaine, who you talked to earlier today, Jaden Riddell. Um, I mean, obviously Georgia wanted to bring in a second guy anyway, but when you start getting involved with more and more guys, um, it's it's not necessarily a, a shock to see a guy leave. So the Georgia staff is prepared. They like you mentioned in your note, Blaine, they want to take two guys either way.
0: So absolutely uh,
1: They're gonna turn the heat up on uh, on those guys trying to add two more guys to the class with with Brock Bowers, um, you know, all but certainly leaving after the uh, after the twenty twenty three season.
0: And and just so everybody knows, we are you know live here and we are multitasking as we go throughout. So sometimes I let Jed filibuster for a minute while I ask a question while I'm uh, exchanging messages with people and stuff like that. Um, But no doubt, I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys there after. Um, You see it scrolling across the bottom there. If you're watching on YouTube, I talked to Colton Heinrich. He's out of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, He's out of Fort Lauderdale, and he's a guy that, you know, Georgia offered in late January. He absolutely blew up in late January, uh, and I did not even – you know, I, I hadn't talked about him a whole lot. I, hadn't, I, I saw the offer but hadn't really paid him as much attention to it with a tight end RB committee in the class. But talked to him uh, today and he told me that, listen, this is something that Georgia has always been wanting to get to, okay? They've always been wanting to get two tight ends in this class and that he, you know, didn't care if I was committed there already or not. Georgia, Alabama, two schools that have official visits set for him. Everybody else is kind of playing catch up a little bit at this point. Uh, He has set his official visit for May 19th through 21st. So that's breaking here uh, on UGA Sports Rumors versus Fact. Colton Heinrich, a four-star tied in out of Fort Lauderdale, setting his official visit for May 19th through 21st. Um, and then, of course, Jaden Riddell is a guy that they offered back in December, uh, and you know both of these players have told me they've been talking to Coach Hartley, if not every day, at least every other day uh, via text or phone calls. And both of these guys, four-star tight ends, uh, that that Jed, I don't think if if these two ended up in Athens, I don't think any Georgia fans would would. Uh, you know, blink an eye at it. They're, they're pretty, pretty put together, uh, physical athletic guys.
1: Yeah. And they are guys that could, um, could end up rising up the rankings, uh, by the end of this thing too. I know Landon Thomas, the, the headline that gets splashed across his number one tight end, uh, flips from Georgia. And he, he might be the number one tight end at the end of this thing. He's a very good player, but there there's a lot of very talented guys, um, that Georgia's involved with. So, um, again, you look at tight end recruiting, there's a lot. Like Heinrich was recently offered. Odom is a recent offer. Amir Jackson is, is a fairly recent offer. Like There's a lot still to develop as far as these tight ends go. That's, it's going to be something that's going to be monitored or it's going to go through the summer, I think. So, um, But, yeah, as you said, I guess the headline is Georgia's always wanted to take two. They were looking to add one more, and now the door is open to take uh, two of those guys out of that pool of four or anybody else who might um, end up showing or end up popping up on the radar throughout the summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so w- that's the tight end developments for, for today. Uh, listen, none of those guys that we talked about um, there, whether it's Odom, Heinrich, or Riddell, were in attendance for G-Day. But, Dead, there were plenty of high-profile guys, big targets that were in town uh, for G-Day. I, uh, you know, got to talk a little bit with uh, uh, defensive defensive tackle uh, defensive lineman out of modern day aiden uh and his last name is escaping me right now who's he, the big tit yeah breland, breland. A- aiden breland uh 2024 sorry there's a lot going on right now guys my phone and, and everything we, we got some messages rolling right here but um aiden breland he's a bit he's a big target out of uh modern day that he was there one of the more you know memorable and notable 2020 class of 2024 guys of course KJ Bolden was in town Jed uh, who are the other guys that that you know kind of stood out to you in terms of the guys that were there for G Day
1: yeah you look at that 2025 list especially there was uh, like I mentioned earlier Elijah Griffin number one prospect Jared Smith and Edge who's a top I believe 10 or 20 uh, guy and then um Usmane Croma from Lee County top 100 guy guy who could end up being the top running back in the country in, in his class by the time everything's said and done and and now and commits too you know Peyton Woodyard was in town Malachi Tolliver was in town doing some recruiting of their own and then 2026 you look at Jakeem Stewart um Kendra Harrison who is I believe six seven I want to say about 240 pounds out of North Carolina offered as a tight end and uh, it's gonna shock you to hear this, but the uh he says his idol is Darnell Washington. Um and he tries to model his game after him. He met Darnell on the sidelines because Darnell was there as part of a you know, a group of, of guys from last year's team who were in town. So um, you know, that like we w- we're talking about tight end recruiting. Twenty four is wide open, twenty five, Elias Williams is on the list. He looked at twenty twenty six and and Kendra Harrison's already uh, been circled by Todd Hartley as a guy he wants to add. So um, all three of those classes had just you know star power across the board um, in town in Athens this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think what you mentioned there with the 2025 class, you know, Georgia really, <laughs> you know, it it doesn't stop people. People think, oh, well, they got to focus on this class coming up, right? It's two, it's two, three classes out that that they're they're building these relationships, they're making the 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 kind of foundation. Uh, Jed, and like like you said, this this past week with twenty twenty six offensive linemen, Stacy Searles offers Darius Gray a couple of days before G day. He offers Lamar Brown. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I know we kind of get a small taste of just trying to keep up with these guys, but can you imagine actually being the one uh, that actually being the ones that have to, you know. Be responsible for hey, do we do does Georgia get this player or not? Not just covering whether they get him. I mean, it's uh, no wonder it's kind of a meat grinder for these coaches.
1: Yeah. And and it's you know, we were, we were, I don't remember who I was talking about with the with, but like you look at Kirby Smart and he sometimes he looks like he's aged a lot since he's taken this job. And oh, and this yeah. is why. Like there, there's so much work that that goes into this. It's like you asked Coach Dunn and what the recruiting calendar was like, say, 25 years ago when he was in Athens. And and, and compared to today, it, there's just so much work that goes into what texting kids and sending graphics and all this stuff. It's, it, it never stops, like you said. And it's whether it's 24, 25, 26, the, the 27 class is, is, you know, they offered um, Zane Rowe not that long ago, yeah. 27 offer. So that's starting to – to come into focus a little bit. I mean, it it's it never stops for these coaches that that recruit at the level uh, that Kirby Smart and Georgia do. So that's the I don't know, price you pay or whatever if you're Kirby Smart and maintaining this program. But uh, but you also got to love it a little bit if you're going to devote that much of your life to it.
0: Yeah, Andy, nice try with all your stuff, man. I I can't be it can't be flashing any signals or nothing out over here. But we're uh, we're just gonna keep. Keep rolling, keep rolling. Uh, the, the first weekend in June, uh, as Jeff Hightoff says, is going to be humongous. Um, but in terms of some more reactions from G- G-Day, Jed, I think we should go maybe a little bit more in-depth on guys that, that we talked to, kind of what they said, th- things along, on, along those lines. Uh, Dylan Raola, uh, I, he was not in attendance. He was actually in Los Angeles training, but uh, even while being in Los Angeles, just you know, a stone's throw away from USC, he had his uh, TV locked on Georgia watching their watching their uh, their spring game. And he sent me uh, sent me a quote, uh, reaction to to the spring game. I'm gonna put that up here and uh, read it off for you guys. I posted this on the on the board. His reaction was the offense looked very explosive and efficient. The way the two teams competed was awesome. High speed and high level of competition, but also making sure they take care of each other shows how much they compete, but also love each other. So uh, there you go. That was a quote from the the number one quarterback in the country uh, who was out there training uh, in, in Los Angeles, but uh, watching Georgia's spring game take place. So, obviously uh, guys you know are watching all aspects of these um, all aspects of these spring games right uh, you know not necessarily just okay what routes are they run and stuff like that but uh, apparently Raula was watching even the interaction among the teammates and how they kind of took care of each other with you know when they when they were tackling and all that kind of stuff since it's kind of friendly fire so I thought that was kind of some very uh Introspective thinking there, there, Jed, and, and maybe some, uh, maybe some of his dad's NFL knowledge, uh, you know, trickling down a little bit.
1: Yeah, and and it's a, it's like you said, it's a spring game. It's it's not necessarily how position X is playing or what the atmosphere of the crowd is or whatever. It's like you said, there, you get a chance to be in a game day environment, but also see some different aspects of things. So. Um, it's it's very telling. We we've said it a million times, right? That that the Riolas are going to take their time with this and and um, you know evaluate every aspect of the program. So uh, Dylan's seen so much of Georgia, he's got to find some stuff to to look at every now and then. So um, looking for things that that you might not um, ordinarily look at it is not a surprise when it when it comes to that young man as as um as as mature as he is going through this process.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 been uh, one of the more interesting ones to 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 cover. Uh, you know, as we've as we've kind of been out here, uh, you know, really talking about it week in and week out. So we'll see see what happens uh, going forward. But you know, from one number one prospect to the other, you mentioned you talked to Elijah Griffin. Kind of hone in on that for a second. What were his thoughts, reactions? You know, of just being around that that uh, you know, get getting conversation with him after this weekend. Yeah,
1: that was his first visit this spring. Georgia offered him as an eighth grader a couple years ago, so a guy that's been on the radar uh, for a long time. He he watched the game Saturday. Saturday after the game, he hung out with Warren Brinson, who uh, is a Savannah native like Elijah Griffin. And the message from the players is, yeah, it's tough. The coaches are strict, whatever, but that's how you win. So it's kind of something you've just got to accept. And then he he stayed Saturday night, Sunday morning, hung out with Trey Scott, broke down some film, uh, the good, the bad. Um, and then hung out with Kirby Smart and talked about, you know, Elijah wants to go into or major in finance or business, something like that. Kirby Smart obviously was a a Terry College of business guy during his time. And, um, and and I asked Elijah, I was like, does it does it make because we've heard Nolan Smith, another Savannah guy, talk about putting on for the home state and all this stuff. And I asked Elijah, does that separate Georgia? The fact they've got a Georgia guy. And he's like, yeah, Kirby. He went to a small school in Georgia. His wife played basketball there. His kids have, have grown up in Georgia, so I don't see him leaving Georgia. And the the kind of the, the headline quote was, "I would love to play for him." So, um, Georgia's they're well positioned early, um, early on in this recruitment. South Carolina's in, Florida's in, Florida State's in. Um, talking to Elijah, I get the vibe that he he wants to say, wants to stay somewhat close ish to home. I'm um, down there in Savannah. Obviously, Georgia would would fit that bill. So, um, yeah, I mean, Georgia is is as well positioned as. Oh, and another thing about him, I forgot this part. He told me, yeah, I'm looking forward to camping at schools this summer, Georgia, South Carolina, Michigan, Ohio State. So and and I put this in a post on the board. Number one, players don't always want to camp playing. I mentioned there were some no shows at yeah. the camp. Yesterday. A lot of guys. Yeah, I'm I'm ranked highly and I don't need to camp want to camp he's wants to get out there and see how he stacks up and I think that says a lot about who he is as a person and, and a player the fact that he wants to you know showcase his talent see where he stacks up whatever so um a very impressive young man and a, a very mature guy um that that Jordan's in uh, really good shape with early on in his recruitment
0: yeah no doubt no doubt uh I think that you know it's interesting that you talk about number one prospect in Raiola, number one prospect in Elijah Griffin. Not only does Griffin want to camp, Dylan Raiola has actually expressed that he wants to camp at, at Georgia this this summer. Uh, you know, possibly to just get that day of okay, what would it be like to be coached by the Georgia staff for a day? So that's something that that he he is actually you know brought up and and, and you know broached the idea of. And then a guy who I think could be, if it's not Julian Lewis, who, who could be the number one prospect in the class of 2026, Jakeem Stewart was also in town. So you're talking about number one, number one, and possibly another number one. You mentioned Elijah Griffin, uh, Griffin got offered by Georgia in eighth grade. Jahkeem Stewart got offered in the seventh grade, <laughs> started getting recruited in the seventh grade. And guess what? They were both. Georgia was both of their first offers. Uh, Georgia was the first one to offer Griffin. They were the first one to offer Stewart. And Trey Scott uh, and Kirby Smart are really starting to build a strong foundation there with Jakeem Stewart. Uh, You saw him in person at the camp, uh, Jed, and he's been the MVP the last two years in a row. Tell everybody what kind of monster Jakeem Stewart is.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Speaking of camps, Jakeem Stewart hangs out at G-Day and then – is in Atlanta the next morning for a camp when he could have easily just no shown like everybody else and headed home. But the dude has a voice that sounds like he's 40 years old. Like he's on the side during one-on-ones cheering on fellow D Line Like, you know, I, 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 my voice can't even do it justice. I mean, he just, he, he looks like a grown man. He sounds like a grown man. Um, He just, he's a freak show. I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it. He, he he could walk into he's got the size to walk into Georgia or anywhere else and play three tech right now. And Blaine, you mentioned this in your story. When he first showed up, his first visit to Georgia, he was, I think he said like 320 pounds or 330 pounds. That's yeah, he, he was 6'5,
0: 330, as you know, yeah. going into the eighth grade. And so then in the year and a half
1: since, he's reshaped his body. He's all muscle, he's six six he's i think he was about 265 270 yesterday um so he's got the discipline to really um work at his body keep himself in shape so he's he's as impressive as julian lewis is on the offensive side of the ball in that 26 class early on jakeem stewart is just as impressive if not more so as a defensive guy i mean he's he's gonna be The question is maybe how much does he grow? Like, does he grow enough to be more of an interior lineman than a three-tech or a five-tech? That's a a question that is just going to be determined over the next couple of years. Um, But no matter what, dude, he's going to be sought after by anybody and everybody coast to coast.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, hanging out that picture, uh, you know, with Michael Williams, uh, you know, obviously a guy who was highly productive his freshman year. At Georgia, and I'm sure this is something that uh, Jakeem Stewart is looking at. But I mean, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, you know, LSU, all of these, uh, you know, perennial powers. There's probably about eight, ten schools that he rattled off that are, you know, still. It's still early for for him, but guys like that, man, uh, they're 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 big time, big time guys that uh, you know you have to recruit three and four years out now. So. Georgia's trying to do their uh, do their due diligence there. Um, Rhett Wilmack mentioned uh, Julian Lewis in the comments over here. I wanted to say, you know, I wrote a story about Darius Gray, a 2026 offensive lineman, that got the offer from Stacey Surrell in his office. And he said one of the first texts he got after posting it was from Julian Lewis, and uh, it said, "It said, hey man, come home." And uh, Julian obviously saying that because you know he's a he's a state of Georgia guy in Georgia. Obviously, he has a really good relationship with Julian Lewis at this point. They've been recruiting him since the seventh grade. So there's uh, there's just so much going on across multiple classes. Uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in right now. We got Andy Stowe in here, of course, Joe Huff, Rhett Womack, uh, Jay Shipes, uh, Jeff Hightop, Marie is in here, Harry. Uh, appreciate all of you guys being in here go ahead and hit that like button uh, if you're listening on podcasts on the podcast version rate and review okay five stars if if you think if you think we're five star prospects uh, like like Jed likes to throw out some five stars on the rankings every once in a while then go ahead and throw those in on the on the uh Podcast platforms, wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all that good stuff. But here on YouTube, just hitting that subscribe button and hitting that thumbs up really helps us a lot. Uh, And like I said, we appreciate everybody tuning in. So now, Jed, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, get into the vault questions. And these first two, we've kind of, you know, hit on at least the first one uh, a little bit right here. Um, let me take that off. It's from G Dogs Zero Zero.
1: Does Landon Thomas sign with UGA, and then what is the timeline for Dylan Ayola to announce a commitment?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously things look bleak right now in terms of Landon Thomas, with him having flipped back to Florida State, and it being the second time now that he's committed to Florida State. So it would be probably hard pressed for you know Todd Hartley to flip him back, especially with the conversations. That were that you know we're hearing that Georgia's having with guys like Jaden Riddell. Of course, they're trying to get in uh, deeper into the the sweet steak, sweepstakes there of, for Caleb Odom. and then of course, Colton Heinrich announced that he has a official visit coming up. Four star tight end from Fort Lauderdale, who by the way, it's not just the I, I I posted a note today when I was watching his film. I was like, okay this guy looks like a mini Jason Witten. And then I'm talking to him on the phone, and he goes, I wear number 82 because of Jason Witten. He plays just like uh, how Jason Witten played. So he's a he's a phenomenal-looking uh, tight end recruit. Um, but, Jed, I mean, they don't burn bridges, but it would be hard to see Landon Thomas ending up back in this class by signing day.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it was like if he had flipped to, say, South Carolina, that would – be one thing you try to flip him back but the fact that it's to a school that he was committed to before it makes you think it's going to be tough just because getting him he didn't he didn't flip from florida state to georgia directly the first time but getting him to back off of florida state florida state pledge um for a second time would be uh would be awful tough so I've um, never said never. I mean, you won't know till he signs on the dotted line. Obviously, he's he's not a guy who is afraid to back off a pledge. Um, but yeah, I I think it's he's I think he's going to end up at Tallahassee.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's where he'll end up and then the timeline for Raola, I mean, they're just uh Listen, they're just they're just kind of waiting on waiting on him to make his decision. He is kind of went through all of his visits. You see him not scheduling any more visits. Uh, he has said, you know, for a long time now that that he, he really loves everything that, that Georgia and Mike Bobo are are doing over there. And uh, I just think that, that listen, this could, could wrap up sooner rather than later. Um, he wants to get it over with one way or another, I think, before his senior year gets started and being able to j- just – join uh, enjoy his senior season um, and possibly even to be able to you know recruit uh, a little bit for a school on an on an official visit things like that so um, I think that's all I can really you know throw out there about that one I think it could be maybe sooner rather than later uh, if in fact a decision has been made all right Jay we got one from Darth Janus here yeah, who do you feel Georgia made big moves with this weekend on the recruiting
1: front? Go dogs from Dallas, Texas.
0: All right, uh, big moves with on the recruiting front. Um, I, I more of the more of the stuff I think was just building relationships. Uh, maybe the time that that KJ Bolden got to spend with some of the guys like Peyton Woodyard. I think that could have a big impact, guys already committed there. Um, and that would be one that I would say. I'd also say, you know, uh, Aiden Breedlin that I, I told you I, I interviewed and we'll have something on soon, um, coming all the way out from California and, you know, seeing that atmosphere on G-Day. I think that's a big thing for a lot of these guys, Judge, because even, uh, you know, even though it's not totally full and stuff like that, it's still a, a pretty pretty great atmosphere for a spring game uh, for a scrimmage. So um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be guys like that. I think they got the biggest impact, and then of course some of those young guys just getting to know the staff a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I think the twenty four list wasn't as um, I don't think it wasn't as star studded, but I think a lot more of the star power was focused in those twenty five and twenty six classes. You mentioned Peyton Woodyard. Um, he has visited Alabama and Ohio State this spring before getting to Georgia. And I, I spoke with him earlier today, and he was saying that the staff reiterated how much he's wanted at Athens. He's going to get – he said Kirby Smart told me I'm going to need to compete for playing time as soon as I get here. So um, he, Georgia wants him. They're they're fighting to keep him. Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia's George definitely getting an official. He told us he was probably going to take an official to – Alabama and Ohio State as well. Um, I think Georgia's still in good shape. He's solid, whatever, but that's going to be one that Georgia's got to keep. And he told me, you know, Georgia is going to keep my commitment by remaining open and honest and and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's one to watch. And then, yeah, K.J. Bolden is getting back on campus is big. He took, you know, he, he and Edric Houston kind of took visits this spring to places they hadn't seen before. They kind of, you know, feel things out in their recruitment. I think getting back to Athens before the summer especially is – is big to, you know, I guess remind yourself why Georgia was was in that top group for him in the first place. So, um, those two guys. And then, and then, yeah, like you said, some of these younger guys like Elijah Griffin building relationships, Jared Smith, um, Justin Green, 24 guy, was in town. That's a big visit. Um, but, but yeah, I'd probably say KJ Bolden was, was like, I'm sure he's probably the guy that got the most attention uh, this weekend for sure.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to tell in terms of how much movement because, like you said, you know our, our friend Donut Dog on the on the vault, uh, Jed. He likes to say, "Does anybody ever have a bad, a bad visit? <laughs> Does anybody ever actually have a bad visit?" And it's it, there's rare times where you get some that's, kernels that's, of truth yeah. from people that that it that it goes one way or another. But uh, you know, interesting interesting stuff there. Uh, I just I don't think that you can you can really quantify, okay, this is how much it moved and stuff like that. Other than the observations we've heard from people. And I think just following, okay, who's taking the time to go on their own dime. Cause it's, uno- it's unofficial all the way across the country or, you know, several States over things like that to, uh, you know, come to a spring game. And I think, I think that tells the tale right there. All right. Uh, Medical Dog says, uh, what happened with Landon Thomas Hartley is a man who, who loses. I just think, listen, there's a reason he was committed to, to Florida State early on. He, he really liked that school, likes that uh, you know coaching staff down there, and they worked him, worked him pretty hard. Uh, to get him get him back in the fold, and he's been down there a lot. Listen, Coquit County is a lot <laughs> closer to to Tallahassee actually than it is is to Athens down there. So, uh, you know, it people people forget, Jed. Yeah, it's in Georgia, but it's not. You know, it's not that far from being in Tallahassee. No, it's not at all. And um, you know, we we've talked.
1: It's in the comments over here. It's it's bad business to burn bridges. Other coaches besides Kirby Smart know that, too, and, and Mike Norvell and his staff did a good job, and they're, they're doing a good job recruiting. Like I mentioned, South Georgia, they're and just in general, Florida State is doing a good job recruiting. So um, they worked him. They kept getting him on campus, kept getting him on campus, and when he showed up or when he went to Tallahassee this past weekend, that seems like it was the final um, nail in the coffin. You know, a, a story from our national guy, Adam Friedman, said um, – Landon called his high school or texted his high school coach Sunday morning and said, yeah, I want to, I'm going to flip back to Florida state. So, um, it, we, we've said it before. Sometimes you just get beat and, and you move on and and it is what it is. So, um, Jordan's not, won't give up, I'm sure. But I think it's more likely that they get two guys, two of those other guys from the Riddell, Heinrich, Jackson, Odom, uh, realm that we've kind of been talking about all night.
0: Yeah. And you know, too, it's not like it's a, uh... It, it's a loaded tight end room uh, for, for Georgia, you know, I mean, they, they'll still have uh, next year. They'll still have Oscar Depp. They'll still have Austin uh, Lucky still have uh, Pierce Sperlin. You know, there's lots of guys that are still there uh, in that room. So, Hey, you know, it may be maybe some more opportunity early on at Florida state, who knows? Uh, Jagan 17 J shot at Micah Hudson. Let's go with that one first. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I know that he's kind of been talking to Brian McClendon some. I uh, think Texas is kind of leader in the clubhouse on that one. I'm, I'm just – but listen, hey, if if Dylan Raul ends up committing it, at some point, I wouldn't rule any receiver in the country off the board. Yet. But right now I wouldn't place George as a favorite for Micah Hudson. Yeah,
1: I think he's – right now he's kind of in that group that that Ryan Wingo was in. Where Georgia's kind of on the periphery, and obviously Ryan Winko got on campus and things went well, and officials coming, so I think that would be the next step to get any real traction with Hudson is get him on campus, whether that's this summer for an unofficial, official, whatever. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the uh, likelihood too high as of right now. Although things are, you know, things can change, but I wouldn't say so right now.
0: Yeah, and that will be, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see see what happens with some of these big time receivers um the second part of that question was can georgia flip bowens uh they're talking about uh, chauncey bowens running back committed to florida uh listen they're they're he's one of a handful, uh, a handful of uh you know a few running backs that that Dell mcgee is talking intently to him uh tatum uh christian clark you know so there there's a lot of the guy these guys that they're they're you know talking to and and the, the Players when we talk to them, Jed tells us they're talking to him every every day. Uh Del Del McGee is so it's a it's a group, a select group of guys. Uh, of course Jared Gibson is supposed to be coming on an official visit first first week in weekend in June. So there's about four guys. I think they have a have a shot, but as we said with you know Cam Davis all along, who shut down his recruitment this past week, Jed, you can't really predict a flip until they decommit. Now, obviously there's ones like Landon Thomas that happened today, but even that one, you kind of heard the rumblings coming for a little while. So hard to predict until, and as long as somebody's still committed to a school.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like we've said it's, yeah, they're, they're committed till they're not. So can Georgia flip him? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think that's impossible by, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, it's. It always seems like it's. It on the surface, it's easier to, to get the guys who aren't committed versus having to pull somebody away from from a school. So although you know, Bowens might have watched that Florida spring game. Like man, seventeen points. That's uh, that's that's a tough road to hoe. So uh, I don't know. I mean, Georgia. Georgia can uh, flip him. I think getting him back this summer will be will be key, whether that's an official or not. Just to continue building on that momentum. There was a lot there after he visited. This spring or January, whenever that was, um, so get them back and continue building on it. Then, um, then they'll go from there.
0: Yeah, and we don't and we don't talk as much about team stuff. It says who are likely the the starters at wide receiver this fall, but uh, I think I can just go out on a limb and throw three names out there. Probably dominant, Lovett, Lad McConkey, Ra Ra Thomas. Something, some kind of combination of those three guys uh, are going to have a really good shot of being on the field a lot. All right, uh, Jar fifty two. Uh, how many five stars will commit the weekend when Raola is visiting? Also, who do you think uh, who do you think pulls pulls the trigger? So uh, he's asking how many five stars commit. You'd have to think how many are going to be there. One's already committed in Peyton Woodyard. Um, yeah. I'm not even sure Jurek Gibson is a five star at this point, but because running backs typically typically don't get that distinction nowadays, a lot of times uh, he, he could be worthy of that in my opinion. Um, but he he'll be there. I don't necessarily see that happening. Um, Ryan Wingo is going to be there the same time as him. That could happen, uh, you know. So we'll we'll see see what goes see on there.
1: Dylan Stewart
0: I have down that weekend. I don't
1: know if he is a five star currently. Could be by that time if there's another rankings update that I have to do before then. Uh, Justin Scott will be in town. That's one where, and I've seen somebody ask about Scott in the comments. The that's the one where. Georgia had all that momentum when they offered, and they had to, and he postponed his recruitment, and then he was going to take an official for G day, and then the official got moved to June. So things have kind of, um, I don't know, stalled out, I guess, on the Georgia front at the moment. So that's going to be Georgia's big swing to try to to pull him out of uh, out of the Chicago area and come down and play in Athens. So that's a five star. Um, Jeremiah Smith, if, if he comes to town that weekend, obviously that's that's. The one receiver is probably most heavily influenced by what Dylan Raiola might do. Um yeah, so you look at the pool, there's Smith, Wingo, Scott, and maybe Stewart if he's up to a five-star by then. So probably four uh four uncommitted five stars who 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 could be in town that weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that that's uh that's a lot of talent coming in to town at one time. Uh, four, four to five coming in. You got a couple, uh, one that's already committed. Uh, I mean, that I don't know what the over under I would set on it are, but when you got that many in town, hey, you got it, you got a shot to, to be, you know, pulling in, pulling in some major, major recruits. And listen, people are the wave of emotions that seems to go through every recruiting cycle. It seems about this time, late March into April. There's some wavering stuff, guys that have been committed, no longer committed, some shuffling in the class, all that kind of stuff. And then it, you look up, the dust settles at the end of the day, Jed, and there's Kirby Smart and Georgia with another, you know, top three recruiting class. Of, uh, And I, I would venture to say that's going to be my answer here for, you know, Big Fatty 94 says what y'all's hottest takes for the potential class I think it's no worse than a top two recruiting class. I mean they're they're going to be they're going to be, and it could end up being with a couple of key additions. It could up end up being the most highly rated one that that Kirby Smarts had at, at Georgia. Um, that's that's my hot take. Jed, what's a hot take of yours on this class? I think let's see.
1: Here I'll I'll go with I think this is the year that when you when you stack them side by side. Most people look at it and say the offensive class is better than the defensive class. Not to say the defensive class will be bad by any means, but when you look at what this offensive class has the potential to become with the offensive linemen still out there, the tight ends still out there, uh, the receivers who are committed, then you've got the running backs. Dylan Ryola is out there, Jeremiah Smith is out there, Wingo. Um, every every week where there's receivers you don't talk about there's an, like a guy like Aaron Butler who could end up in this class maybe I and mean, there's so much still out there on offense i think this is the year that that Georgia's offensive class upstages the uh the defense one a little bit
0: oh yeah i mean i, I think offense here's an, a, another hot take georgia has more than 15 offensive players in this in this class if you go back and look at the last Three, because I think it was nine, thirteen, and eleven. Uh, so going fifteen or higher, as many as seventeen, maybe that would be a big time offensive haul for for Georgia. Uh, you know, and I think that's uh, that that's showing that hey Kirby Smart, you got to build a roster. And a lot of people like to put Kirby Smart in this box of hey he's a defense only guy, that kind of stuff. But I think it shows that he's kind of, you know, obviously listening to what his program needs, what his roster needs and trying to, trying to, you know, adapt as, as time goes forward. Yeah. I mean, that's the,
1: I mean, we've seen what he's done uh, from a strategy standpoint of how the offense has evolved during his time here. And, and you got to put emphasis on it in recruiting. You got to get the top receivers. You got to get these difference making quarterbacks. So, there's there's a lot of lot of potential out there with this offensive class just what what could be brought in it's it's pretty pretty and, and there you know there's offensive linemen out there I mean, that's the thing the offensive line classes the past couple of years have been solid like not not huge not not uh off the charts I should say but there's between Calhoun there's Jordan Seaton um you know there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, meat on the bone I'll say out there at offensive line still
0: yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And I uh, appreciate that, Tomahawk Dog, uh, like the setup back here. Working hard to give you guys a good setup, okay, trying to trying to get it going over here. All right, uh, Night Dog says, any rumblings on portal targets, individuals, and or positions? Jed, right now I think Georgia's <laughs> more worried about getting down to the number that they needed. I believe Dash reported today that they needed to get – lose five guys to get down to the 85 mark uh ryan davis just entered the 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 portal of course uh, sean alexander uh sean washington he's been gone for a while uh, from the team but just officially entered his name into the the transfer portal and of course Bear alexander so that would be three guys closer to getting to that number but you still got a you know two three guys that have to exit before you can think about bringing anybody in.
1: Yeah, and, and I think positions like you look at receiver, which they've obviously already addressed, so that's off the list. Um, D B they've added smoke buoy. Um, I mean, there's there's no real position that's glaring. Though the one I that comes to mind is if maybe they would look at a a um you know, experienced edge rusher type. But even then, blaine like you said, they're they're trying to get under the number more so than than um, you know bulk up so um i i think they're probably done in the portal bar, barring anything you know kind of surprising but um you, you know kirby smart is he'll keep an eye on it and then if there's the first anybody out there he's who he won't be afraid to jump on it and figure out the the the, the numbers on the back end later but um, I, I think they've kind of hit their needs in the portal that they already wanted to uh, back in the the first window
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Night Dog has another question here. Let's see if I can get it clicked on. Uh, Are the UGA coaches confident in Jackson Muschamp as a viable option on the depth chart if another quarterback transfers, or do they have to have another guy? I'm not saying that they're not. They don't. I mean, obviously, Jackson Muschamp's on the roster, things of that nature. He practices quarterback every day i think if, th- if stuff were to get to dire straits like i'm talking about like kentucky three years ago when they had lynn bowden at quarterback because they they had no quarterback you'd see lad mcconkey or brock bowers line up at, line up at quarterback before something else uh, because you just need a certain level of athleticism there at, at quarterback and i think that's i think that's what you'd see um before you would see a, a, a walk on that listen not all walk-ons are created equal, okay? Stetson Bennett and coming back around, and he, it's like Haley's comment that that doesn't <laughs> that not pass around, but every so often, Jed.
1: Yeah, um, and like you said, he's on the roster for a reason. But I think in a perfect world, you Kirby Smart would want three scholarship quarterbacks uh, on the roster. So, and that's something we've mentioned before too. But. It, it's hard to do that because no, a quarterback doesn't want to transfer in to be a third string guy. So um, I don't think that's what they want, but that m- could be the situation that they're stuck in. Should a should one of the three guys um, enter the transfer portal in in this current window? So um, yeah, it, it, that that wouldn't be the ideal, but it might just be it, it. It is what it is.
0: Yep, it'd be a be that would be a scenario that. My goodness, with Dash and Roddy and everybody and yourself, have a have a lot to lot to write about if those kind of things uh, happen for sure. Um, are there any new silence after this weekend from Andy Stowe? There, uh, Andy, I don't think there's any, anybody that you would consider a new uh, silent. There's been guys that have been kind of uh, in that boat for a little while that were just kind of we got commitment stories ready. Jed and I were writing several of them this weekend, uh, ready to to be. You no, know, just be just be ready and ha- and have guys uh, ready to to cover for you guys on UGA sports um, if they should indeed pop off. But I don't think you would categorize anybody as as new, Jed.
1: Nah, because um, like like we were talking about this weekend was because you'll know, think about last year. Last year was the weekend that Justin Ret took an I believe it was an official visit decommitted from notre dame while in athens for g day and then committed within the next week so um nobody necessarily in that mold in the 24 class this year Uh, like you said earlier this weekend was seemed like a lot more building relationships with guys down the line so um and guys that far out aren't committing yet because their crewments have got a year and a half left so um yeah no news silence but definitely some guys that that we've we've uh You know, there's Google Docs galore, uh, you know, floating around in some tabs right now. So um, we've got our eye on it. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing, like you said, nothing
0: seems new after this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Prediction on these two groups, if you had to pick today, uh, wide receiver and defensive line. Okay. So wide receiver, yet if you had to say today who Georgia finishes with, in the class, and we're talking as of April 17th, not even, you know, whoever it is, Georgia's going to take two quarterbacks in this class, so we don't even know, you know, what that looks like on the second one yet, but here is the boy racer 45 demanding you to tell us who the final receivers are going to be for Georgia in the class of
1: 2024. Um, I mean, other than the ones committed – um i i personally i really like where georgia is with amari jefferson he's a guy another one of these guys georgia was on early will muschamp was was he jefferson goes to school with the younger son so that's that's been a guy georgia's been in on he's very high on georgia every time i i've talked to him so that's one to watch and um I'm not sure I understand. See, I, I don't understand. Siri is all confused right now. Recruiting is a it's, – it's wild, Siri. I don't get it either. Um, You know, it's it's just – I think they're going to get one of these – the big, you know, the, the these five-star type guys. I just don't know who yet, and it's
0: – like, Well, Nitro Tuggle is going to be in the class. We know – we, I mean, he yeah. just committed. Uh, I think Sokovi White, I think he's – People are sleeping on him pretty hard. I think the athleticism is off the charts. He's a really, really good athlete. Um, who who knows how – if the, the NICAR would be the one that – don't know if that is impacted that much by Landon Thomas or not. He's alluded to you that he's not going to comment one way or another on it. We have some, you know, we have some information that, hey, Florida State's definitely trying to flip him as well. So, I would put him as, you know – Probable to be in the class, but I'm not saying a lock to be in the class, whereas Nitro and and Sokovi, I would put his locks in the class. And then I would turn and look at guys like – I would turn and look at guys like uh, Ryan Wingo. Uh, I think Ryan Wingo is is a guy who I really think that Georgia uh, made big strides with in his visit this spring – and I also think he has really, um, really strong ties with Dylan Raola and if you know everything that that we uh, are, you know, hearing based off the the visits and the momentum of, of the Dylan Raola deal, if he should indeed commit to Georgia, then I think you would see guys like Ryan Wingo, you would see guys like Jeremiah Smith uh, be be heavily involved here in this, um, and you know, defensive line wise. I think Georgia's got a real good shot with uh, J- Justin Scott that's coming in, but other than that, uh, other than that, Jed, I mean, I'm talking about guys like Melvin Hills that was a guy from Louisiana that they, that uh, Trey Scott's talking to every day. I mean, he's he's not the highest ranked guy, but he's a guy that they really like. Of course, we talked about uh, Aiden Breeland uh, coming out from California. I mean, there's lots of guys in this class of 2024 that are still in play when it comes to the defensive line.
1: And Marcus Downs as well. He's a guy whose recruitment's blown up. Georgia was his first Power 5 offer in January. Um, and and then that means something to guys. And it's his recruitment's picked up since then. Georgia's – actually, I talked to him yesterday. Georgia's getting an official visit. Georgia wants him as, as that three-tech type size, which he's five 275 pounds is what he measured in at yesterday. So pretty uh, prototypical size for that spot. So um, – He's a guy that that I think Georgia's very high on, and um, and like I said, there's there's a bunch of five star guys out there. Whether it's I mean, Collins, Edric, or Houston, or
0: like, Edric Houston, you I can't mean, Houston
1: Dylan Stewart. I mean, there's a lot of Williams Denver, the, Denver. It, Williams it, it seems like Georgia's going to get one of those guys, but I I don't necessarily feel good about picking one in particular that I say like, yes, he's going to be in the class. So, um they they're, they're going to get one of those guys i just i don't know who yet
0: absolutely well guys we've been uh, we've been going here f- strong for uh, over 50 something minutes uh, more than we we typically go we appreciate everybody tuning in here uh like we said there's a lot going on make sure you're subscribed to UGA sports so you can get uh you can get all the information and news and notes as everything goes down we try to cover everything from all angles and be prepared to tell you guys all the news, whether that's team coverage um, and, you know, whether that's team coverage, recruiting, of course, the basketball side of things, Dash covers baseball like nobody else. So make sure you are tuned in to UGASports.com. For Jed May, I am Blaine Gilmer. We will catch you guys next time. Got a lot of stuff we're covering, so make sure you tuned in. And uh, everybody have a good evening. We'll catch you next Monday night live at 8.30.